Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Ben Reese. Ben Reese is the Chief Marketing Officer at Redgate, a role that mixes marketing leadership, general management, extensive strategy work, and product marketing. Ben is passionate about putting customers at the center of everything he does, scaling organizations once product market fit has been found, and working with inspirational people. Ben's main responsibility now is to provide marketing leadership for Redgate, devising a strategy for company growth, identifying new markets, building and working with high-performance teams, then leading those teams against aggressive growth targets. Additionally, managing change through organizations and building strong capability for the future. Well, good afternoon, Ben. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. You bet, you bet, and I appreciate the time out of your busy day. I know it's in the UK, it's probably six hours difference from Kansas City here, but appreciate you getting on, and I do podcasts all the time, all hours of the day and night, because I like to get some global guests on the show, and it's been simply amazing. So you're one of those guests, and I do appreciate your times. Checking out your profile, Ben, and I love stories of people who have started out at companies, either started out at the entry-level position or maybe have been that been very versatile by holding several roles as they moved up through their career. I can see that through your profile. Could you give us just a little background on your success at Redgate and the culture? What's it like there? Yeah, sure. That's a really great question. I started at Redgate actually as a product manager about 10, 11 years ago. But I mean, actually, before that, I was a developer for quite a long time, a software developer. But since starting at Redgate, I mean, the, the company's I mean, it has repeatedly supported me through different roles. So I moved from being a product manager to the head of marketing for one of our business units, then into a general manager role, and now the CMO role. And I, I guess I've got quite a strong view that moving roles is it's about one of the most valuable things you can do for your career, because you always bring this fresh perspective into a new area. You come, you know, if you go into marketing and you're coming from outside the marketing world, you'll bring these ideas from product development or from product management, or as I say earlier in my career as a developer, there's lots of ways of working, which is really, really different. I also think it's just great hitting new challenges. So I quite, I quite enjoy feeling out of my depth and you should feel a bit out of your depth a lot of the time. So uh, that's really important. I mean, Redgate does, I mean, the culture here is very much one of supporting that growth. So, I mean, a couple of things we do, we move people around a lot, which is really, really important. So we really try to say, okay, you're somebody who's doing incredibly well in product development. Do you want to try your hand at sales or somebody in sales moving to marketing or whatever? So we do that all the time. There's also a lot of formal support as well. I mean, I did a sort of a short leadership program uh, here in Cambridge uh, a few years ago, which was kind of really instrumental and Redgate supported that. But there's a lot Lots of things you can do, but certainly one of the things that helps that's helped me the most is jumping between different areas and different roles. That's awesome. And I really think that's interesting how your company really values their employees by allowing people to kind of switch roles and change things up. I think that's, and being supportive, I think that's amazing. And I, I can tell just based on the energy in your voice that you really enjoy working at that organization. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing company. It's an amazing company. I mean, I've worked at, I guess, six or seven places, and it's by far the longest I've worked anywhere. And it's just, it's really hard to describe why culture is so good. I mean, it is, it's a cliche, but it's nothing to do with, you know, free food or, you know, fun events or anything like that. It's to do with what happens when you come along and say, oh, I'm looking for something new. I'm beginning to get a bit stale in my role. You know, does the company support that or not? That's the sort of thing that, for me, makes a culture truly great. I appreciate you sharing. So Ben, I've heard that the most significant challenge for technology companies is supporting customers rather than marketing to them, right? So could you give us your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is actually I've been very pleasantly surprised by I think a lot of companies have got this right, actually. I, you know, I, I don't think this is anything particularly new. But I mean, if you like any problem, if you start from the customer's point of view, if you're if in this current COVID-19 crisis, if you're a customer and, you know, half of your revenue has just disappeared and everyone's suddenly working remotely and you're furloughing staff or worse, letting people go and you're having a really, really tough time and some technology vendor kind of reaches out to you, you know, the almost the emails always start with hope you and your family are well but then it goes straight into you know have you considered upgrading your accounting software or something from a customer you know that that's not going to work you you know that as a customer and in fact i kind of put those those sorts of companies on a list of people i won't work with whereas if if instead you reach out with something like do you want some free training? Can we help? Can we give you some direct tech support for you working remotely? Can we give you some, an extension on your trial? You know, how can we, in a very, very altruistic way, how can we help you out? It just, it just pays so well in the long term. I mean, the issue is that, you know, for the next few months, that company is simply not looking to buy a bit of software like yours. The question is what happens when we start coming out of this pandemic and that individual is saying, oh, maybe we do need something to help with, you know, whatever problem we've got you know your company will be at the top of the list you know that company looked after me during that difficult time so we I mean we made a big switch in March April this year to move away from kind of hammering customers I mean it's a natural reaction I mean you start to see leads down you start to see the market drop your sort of your instinct is to say we'll do more marketing do more marketing but it's exactly the wrong thing to do and actually, so we've made this enormous switch to just say, well, instead of talking to us about, you know, your needs, why not just watch these training videos, which we're giving to you for free and that sort of thing. And, it, and of course, you know, we will see, I hope, obviously, that that works out in the long term. But even then, in the short, I mean, we, I can give you examples where, I mean, in fact, we made a deal only three weeks ago where a customer reached out to us and said, well, we were going to renew with your competitor, but they're being really aggressive with us, trying to close early when we're kind of in crisis mode. Your guy reached out to us and offered to, to extend support for us to kind of help us out. We're switching to you. So it does work. It absolutely, it's not difficult. Do the right thing by your customers and treat them well and they'll reward you. It's, it, it's pretty simple. But yeah, it, it, it just needs kind of, for me, you just need, it's a kind of a leadership thing. You know, make sure you stick to what's the right thing to do make sure sort of people keep the faith with the right approach even when leads and the market starts to look bad i mean that that's kind of our job really appreciate you sharing that and and you're absolutely right i have people salespeople reach out all the time and you can tell the disingenuous versus the you know people that are sincere right so no that's good and, and you're right you if you provide a value to your customers whatever that is obviously you can't give everything away free but if you're there as a true partner and friend colleague providing value you're absolutely right i'm going to do business with you versus someone that's just trying to close a deal it's very difficult in this economic time so and I think as to say, just to go back to the top point, look, put yourself in their shoes. You know, they're worried about losing their job. They're worried about their team not getting on working remotely. They're worried about a whole bunch of different things. They haven't got space to sort of get us to receive a sales message from you, you know, so how can you alleviate their stress? That's one way of looking at it. Absolutely. So thanks for sharing, Ben. I appreciate it. Ben, could you share with us what newer technologies that you might be leveraging at Redgate to help your customers? 
I guess the last year, we haven't done an enormous amount in the last 12 months because we've just swapped our automation, our marketing automation platform, which is, you know, quite a task. So we've just upgraded that. So that's been quite a big thing. But I mean, thinking about going forward, though, there's a couple of big things. I think there's a very immediate, really interesting question, which is about virtual events. So we've moved, we, we attend a lot of events, physical events, uh, either attend or put them on ourselves. And obviously that's all stopped. And so everybody, as anybody in marketing knows, the world has moved to virtual events and I just think that's a really interesting area because we've used a couple of platforms and they're, they're good you know they're pretty good but they definitely don't they don't recreate the atmosphere of a physical event so things like you know it's the experience of an event you sure. you mix with other people it's the serendipity it's sort of the this sort of ambience of that of that event where you bump into someone and then you see somebody on the other side of the room who might be able to help you out and all, all of that sort of networking and so on I just, that's not kind of there yet, but I mean, I'm, I'm quite, I just think you'll start to see some incredible innovation in this area. So I think even this week, it's really interesting. Me and my immediate team, we're going to attend a virtual event in a few weeks time. And we're actually arranging to kind of meet up afterwards in a, you know, in a local bar or whatever to discuss what we've learned. So we want to kind of find a way of combining the virtual with the physical. And there's loads of stuff there. You could, you know, a really great kind of platform provider would be saying, right, not only can you attend a virtual event, we'll also sort out your post work drinks or will you know help you meet up in other ways or some way of kind of innovating this i think for me that's an area where physical events are so important in the marketing mix and i don't think there's yet a great technology solution for how to recreate that so i think that's something that's you know we're really really interested in because it's a big thing for us Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you shared that because people are trying to figure out ways to uh, innovate or change things up just to be able to continue life as normal, right? And it's, Mm. it's, it's really hard. We did hear over here in the United States that there is some good news. Supposedly the vaccines are moving quickly. So hopefully we'll we'll see something in the next couple of months where we can kind of get life back to normal. I, I hope so anyway, at least by the end of the year, but we'll see. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm really optimistic about those vaccines. The one that's, but I, I don't know which one, I mean, there's lots of these different vaccines, but there's great news on uh, BBC News about the, the Oxford vaccine, for example, that's really going well. So yeah, well, I'm really optimistic about stuff. I hopefully we'll get back to some sort of normality, but I think it's an interesting thing that I think there will be a lot of organizations which will continue with virtual events though because there are a lot of advantages i mean people don't have to fly halfway around the world or across the country you know you can you can spin them up more quickly there's lots of big advantages so i have a feeling it might be here to stay Absolutely. So Ben, this is a big question for our audience here. We'd like to really, if you could share a nugget of wisdom on your success as a product manager and chief marketing officer, any advice that would help those looking to get into this career path? Yeah, I guess there's getting into the career path. I think there's two things there. One, getting into the career path. I mean, that's always for me. I mean, my route in was was through product management. And I moved from being a developer to a product manager because essentially I was just really interested in what the customers had to say and, and were thinking about. So I wasn't. it wasn't enough just to work on the product, develop something and put it out. I wanted to know, are people using it? Do they care about this? That sort of thing. So I think if you're not in the world of product management or marketing, any way that you can, you know, research what customers 
customers are doing, talk to customers, run surveys, that sort of thing's really, really important. Because when you bring a customer view to any conversation, it's worth tenfold, you know, sort of an internal view. Once you get into the role, for me, the most important thing, the thing that's made a real big difference to kind of progress is you have to see the bigger picture and the view from outside your own world. And this applies to both roles. So if you're a product manager, you know, but by definition, you tend to look after a specific product in a portfolio. But the biggest mistake that you'll see often in a new product manager is they will only care about their own product. And, you know, they're almost see them, they almost see themselves in competition with everybody else. But really, you should be thinking, how is my product part of a portfolio? How can I support others? How could my product work with some other products to benefit the company? And it's exactly the same in the CMO role, which is, yeah, I mean, I'm head of marketing, but my bigger job is how do you make Redgate succeed? So there are times where marketing is the most important thing and we're, we're really pushing on it. There are other times where maybe, you know, I don't know, expanding the sales teams or innovating on a new product is the most important thing for the business. And your job becomes a support supporting role. And I think doing that, being able to see outside your own little world and look at how can you make the broader organization, that to me has been the thing that, because that gets noticed. People think, okay, Ben's not just worried about his thing. He's worrying about this company. And that's the thing which, if you can do that, it's, it's quite rare and it's incredibly valuable. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's some great insight. And again, that goes back to, I think the way your company has been so supportive and the way the way it is with the culture there is simply inspiring. I think it would be great if a lot of companies would look at your model and, and see how they could improve. I think, you know, if your, your morale is high, your business typically does well. And I think everybody yeah. knows that. So yeah. thank you for sharing. And Ben, I just want to personally thank you. It was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. That's great. It's a real pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Bye for now.